welcome everyone to another episode of Four Layer Takes, a long-awaited episode. In this episode, we will be talking all things American fiction and our thoughts on Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the new Prime show by Donald Glover and his crew. Um, talk a little Super Bowl, catch, chat, catch it up, because it's been a while. So get ready. <laughs> and welcome. I'm your girl, Kim. It's me, Mimi. It's your girl, Mel. Uh, it's your boy, Marcus, a.k.a. Dr. Carter G. Woodson. If you don't know who he is, do your Googles, educate yourself, you know, level up. Um, happy Black History Month, everybody. Happy Black History happy Month. Happy Black happy History Black- Month. Happy Black okay. History Month. Oh, I'm so happy to be back with you guys. Wait, what? My bad. Well, I got to say it. I also want to take this time to highlight other Black inventors. You know, we got Benjamin Banneker, Garrett Morgan, my personal favorite, you know, Nathaniel Alexander, the inventor of the folding chair. You know, so, you know, just happy Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Madam C.J. Walker, because we're going to throw a lady in there. Oh, I apologize. Right. <laughs> Sexist. Harriet Chapman, they ain't going to be all free. <laughs> right. So tell the truth. Yes. <laughs> okay. Out of oh, Wells, we can vote now. Okay. Yes. Look at us. Look at us. That's I'm right. happy that we've been back. Happy, happy Black History Month to everyone. I have missed y'all. I was uh, missed all of last year. So I'm happy to be back with you guys. Um, and yeah, just being back in it, talking, talking shit. I love it. Okay, right. Right. Yeah. I've had people mm-hmm. ask, like, where the fuck y'all at? And I'm like. <laughs> No, life be life. life well, no, you should have said uh, we on strike. Then you know the people was on strike. And so we <laughs> was on strike too. They was like, they was like y'all were never making no money. Y'all been on strike. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get out, get our sad cards, get it to go, boy. We back. We we back. We back. So we are going to, I would love to kick off uh, just before we get into um all of the um American fiction and the other things we're gonna talk about. Since it's just hot on everybody's mind, um, what did y'all think about the Usher? No, I don't care about the Super Bowl. I don't even know who the teams were. I knew that Taylor Swift's boyfriend was one of the players, and <laughs> somebody had a then somebody had a rat a ratchet daddy, and then that's all I know. I don't know nothing. Ratchet about. daddy. Congratulations! Congratulations to all everybody who won and then lost. I don't know. Y'all made it there. It's good. Y'all made it. Wait a minute. What was the ratchet daddy? What you talking about? She talking about Patrick Mahomes Senior. Well, he a wild boy. Oh. Why work. was he rested? I missed that then. I think hey man, stay doing some fuck shit. I think he got a DWI or something like that. Oh, okay. He stayed doing some stuff. That's all I know. So congratulations. But the only, only reason I watched it, it was on, but I was literally reading a book and waiting for the halftime show. So what did you all think? As we all, you know, we're here in the lovely ATL. Um, what do you guys think about the halftime show with our friend Usha? Usha, 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 Usha. I enjoyed it. You did? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, it I was, did uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was nostalgic and took me back to <laughs> the club days. I started reminiscing on a couple of things. I had a couple of confessions to my husband about a couple of things. <laughs> no as long as y'all still married. I was like, as long as y'all still married, we okay. Right. Y'all still together? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked it, you know. It's cool. Okay. Okay, Kiki, what we thought about it? Look, I had a whole good time. Okay, I give it an 8 out of 10. And I would have given it a 10 out of 10 
if it were not for Alicia Keys, like we didn't need that song, <laughs> but we needed, we didn't need her holler singing, singing off key, off note. However, I am here for her piano and outfit. Okay. Um, that body was fabulous. banging. Shout out to Nick Jenkins, her trainer, who got that body together. She looks um, great. I uh, also, some of those transitions could have been a little better. But I love, like you say, he brought the world to the A. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I had a, I had a great time. But what Usher didn't plan on, and Jay Z didn't mm-hmm. tell Usher, was mm-hmm. that Beyonce was <laughs> gonna steal his night. Oh, like yeah. Jay Z didn't tell Usher about Beyonce about to drop these two songs and ha- had my Verizon shut down, and I could oh, my not. God load of them two songs and they was on title and now uh, and okay. then I said Beyonce Beyonce took over the second half. Got Damn, it. Damn, okay. <laughs> we well, up here trying to I find mean, these songs and all the stuff. So are they country music songs? Am I getting that confused? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, country, yeah they're, they're country music. They're country esque, but if you ask true country music people, they're like, mm-hmm. that ain't real country. So Okay. Uh, it, it, okay. Know. Okay. He's a Texas sure. Bama. She knows. She know country. She know country. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they, okay. they what they gatekeeping country music now? Well, well, well when I say when I say true country people, these are the same people who don't think Taylor Swift is country either. Mm, she's pop. So they, you know, they're like, yeah. e. she's but for all, all country, of his purposes is country. Okay, right. I like it. Okay, Marcus, what do you think about it? Uh, I thought honestly, I thought it saved the Super Bowl. That first half of the game was horrible. Oh, it was so boring. <laughs> it was not good. Oh no, it wasn't good. I was just, it was just on the background. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Nah, nah, just, just the, bad football, just bad football. But you know, the Usher game didn't get good to the fourth quarter. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you know, Usher came in, saved the whole thing. Uh, I thought it was like I thought. I thought it was good. I know people want to say it's like a top five performance of all time in Super Bowl. I'm like, uh, let's calm down. Let's calm down. Don't be afraid of a moment. No, but like I honestly, that was the performance they should have gave us two years ago or three years ago when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta. But you know, oh yeah, mm. no. but yeah, shout out Usher, true showman, true, true. I mean, like he was genuinely a showman. Yeah, I, I feel like he that if he is a person that was truly meant to perform, yes. he's a person that was meant to be on stage. He is a true like he can go and be in the head of a circus and just you everybody's all eyes on him at all. He could be the ringmaster. Well, he I, was. He was. I gave yeah. it. Um, I would give it a six, maybe a five point five or a six. I did not like it. It what? was too much. It was too much happening. There was a lot of feathers happening. People were running all about. I would get into a song. He would only sing like two or three words, and I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute. Get take out them skates and stand still and sing these songs because I don't know what's, <laughs> what's happening." So I, it was just too much. Jermaine Dupri's socks had me stressed out. His little yeah, outfit yeah, had yeah. me worried. Um, Luda came out like he was, you know, still in the early 2000s. I was happy to see Lil John. It just was a lot going on. And I felt like they tried to make it so Vegas where I wish it would have just been. Don't worry about being the Vegas concert of Usher. Just give me Usher like in, in the people. It was but too wh- much happening. It was wasn't it, it was too much. Was it was it not mimicking his residency show? And I think that's that's what irritated me. It that's is. what irritated me. I want I wanted like just a, I wanted a show of him. You don't. I mean, it was so much happening. I'm like, I didn't need the showgirls. I didn't need the other people on the on the field. I, it was just a lot. I love the band. Shout out. Was it uh, Jackson State? I think so. Yeah. yeah, they were phenomenal. HBCU. 
Um, but it just, I love the strippers on the upside down on the poles. I did like the, the skating. But it just was a lot going on. I was like, I don't, I'm trying to dance. I'm trying to just be happy. And it was just too much. I didn't like it. Damn, you wish it was just 13 minutes, but you thought it was that was too much for 13 minutes. I, th I thought that honestly, I was going to get a prince because I, he's such a performer. Mm. And I feel like back then they were able to do much longer versions of whatever song they were going to do. It wasn't so many. Yeah. I think they, he just tried to put so many songs yeah. in, in it where I'm like, I was thinking it was going to be like that. You know, I'm like, we can all I mean, confessions. I'll, I mean, we can everybody can sing a Usher song. So I just felt like it was too much crammed in where I really wanted to see him because he truly is a superstar. So I hope I do get get a chance to scrap my little money together and eat some ramen noodles or whatever so I can give me some tickets uh, when they come on sale. So uh, the next round of tickets, so I missed the first round. <laughs> And I can't give him no four and five hundred dollars. I ain't got I, it. Well, I, I think we sell like two thousand. Shit, ain't no way. I, I wouldn't even go see Jesus for that much money. That's too much. That's too much. Say <laughs> the truth. Jesus, I she don't mean him. it. She don't mean it, Jesus. <laughs> she don't. <laughs> she uh, if don't. Jesus, talk about he, because Jesus would never. He would never have a ticket that expensive. He would be for free. Now. <laughs> To be the scammers. So, okay. So, okay. It was good. So, I'm excited for him now to go on tour. I know he had an amazing Vegas residency. I did not get a chance to go see him in residency, but everybody I know that went to the show, they all had, everybody had good things to say that it was, it was really phenomenal of seeing him um, in Vegas. So, good luck, Usha. We'll see you in the A. Bye. Um, <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit about American fiction, which we all saw at various times. Some of us have seen it over a month ago, some two weeks, some a week. So we, I just want to get everybody's kind of like gut check on a movie that I heard. I feel like I didn't really know what I was going into it to see because I couldn't quite understand. Was it a satire? Was it a dark comedy? Was I didn't know what it was. So I just kind of went into it blind. I knew kind of the people that were in there, but I only maybe watched maybe one or two trailers and I was like, okay, let's go see it. Um, so it's American fiction. Uh, it was released, um, what was it, what, last month uh, in January. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was directed by Cord Jefferson. And the star the star of the show was uh, Jeffrey Wright, who is amazing, amazing. Tracy Ellis Ross is um, a, a little bit in it. They said she starred, but I'm like, y'all took it out so fast. I could barely even see her man um yeah. it was crazy um erica alexander who was amazing Issa rae she was in it a little bit not not as much as i would have loved to have seen her in it Kay sterling brown i mean they had such a great cast um and uh john ortiz who played um uh jeffrey wright's characters his uh publicist so it's about a novelist who is fed up with the establishment profiling for black um, entertainment. Um, and so he uses his name to write a book that um, propels him into the, it said this propels him into the heart of hypocrisy and madness he claims to disdain. So we have a, you know, is he a millennial? Is he a gen? I think I would say he's a gen X, gen X millennial, yeah. you know, an unmarried, unpartnered, no kids living in LA. He's a writer. He wants to write. I think he just really wants to write that next American great novel you know it as just the novel not the black novel not the right you know whatever it is so and he feels like he can't do that because people don't pay attention to him they kind of discard him because he is a black author 
And so he says, oh, I'm, I'm going to make up this, you know, hood dude who is on the run from the from uh, the prison. He done did all this bad stuff. Just very stereotypical what they want to portray us as to sell these books. Everybody, all the white establishment eats it up. All the, you know, the books, you know, goes on sale. Everybody loves it. But he's lying. He's not telling the truth at all about any of this stuff. And it's paralleled to the backstory, I feel like, of this movie, which is about his family life. And he he was born to, I would say, black upper upper class. His parent, his father was a doctor. His mother seems to be a stay-at-home mom who seemed to be kind of shitty as a mother, I guess. Um, and they uh have, you know, a home in um what was that? What was their beach house at? Where was, was that? Boston? Wait, was it it Martha's Vineyard? Martha's Vineyard. They had a, the beach house mm-hmm. in Martha's Vineyard. They had a, they had, they, they mentioned multiple homes throughout, oh. throughout the, the movie. Tracy Ellis Ross is his sister, who is a doctor. And his brother is uh, K uh, Sterling, uh, Sterling K Brown, who is also a doctor. He is, um, he is a, where Tracy is, I think a women's health doctor and um, Sterling plays a plastic surgeon and who is happens to also be closetly gay and in a marriage with kids and, and it's so much going on in mm-hmm. this movie how before we even give how we felt about it how would you would you describe was this like what would you describe it as like what genre dark comedy comedy satire what how would you i had a hard time putting my finger on what this really truly was to me um dark comedy maybe like i had to readjust my expectations because i thought i was gonna get bamboozled but bamboozled. that's not like that type of satire like that type of oh in okay. your face the movie bamboozled. yeah yeah yes me too um, <laughs> that's all i was like yeah. was bamboozling you don't let that happen oh <laughs> no so yeah i thought like from the trailers i thought that that's what i was gonna get and then yeah like somebody else said um, that I listened to in a podcast like 30 minutes in, they were like, okay, I got to readjust what I thought I was getting. <laughs> um, but you got some of that mm-hmm. and you did get like some dark humor. You know, I don't know. It was, it exists in its own space. <laughs> I can't, like, you, I, yeah. I could, I was like, so is this a family drama? I'm like, I don't care about his mama. I don't care. It was just, it was, and then to kill off to, okay, to have two of the funniest women right now in, in, in especially black entertainment, Tracy Ellis Ross, who is hilarious, and mm-hmm. Issa Rae, mm-hmm. who, A, you kill off the sister at the very beginning. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. She dies. And then <laughs> um, she would take care of the boss and she passed away uh, unexpectedly. And uh, Issa was just like super serious. So I'm just like, you're like the funniest people. Like, what is going on? Uh, Jeffrey Wright is not a funny person by nature. Uh, Sterling is not funny by nature. Like they're just not. They're serious actors. So it just that threw me off. That threw me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, well, I was gonna say before, um, real quick, and then I'll let somebody else jump in. That like, I think that that well, not I think well, whatever. I feel like that was the point. It's like I'm gonna give you the type of drama and narrative that mm-hmm. black people can create in the movie you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. this is the type of this isn't drug this isn't a drug story this isn't a slave story this is a, mm-hmm. a real american family and they yeah. are black and, exactly. and this is a real so we're giving you that mm-hmm. in the movie where we're talking yeah. about y'all don't want that shit <laughs> <laughs> yes 
Yeah. I didn't want it. Yeah. I was like, this is too much happening. I'm depressed <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm all sad. I'm like, oh God, am I going to have a heart? Like, I'm, I'm, and I'm hypochondriac. I can't be watching shit like this. It's too much. I just went for the laughs. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> Kiki, what you think about it? I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. I I liked it. Yeah, it did take a little bit of an adjustment, but I knew that before going in because, you know, I don't okay. mind being spoiled. So before going in, I listened to um, The Watch. Is it Watch? Mm-hmm. Uh, one mm-hmm. of those Bill Simmons uh, podcasts on The Ringer. Yeah. Um, so I listened to their episode where they kind of talked about it. I didn't listen to the whole thing because I didn't want to be fully spoiled. Mm-hmm. But I I listened enough to realize, okay, it's going to start out as one movie and then it's going to turn into another movie. Mm. Um, so as long as I was down for the ride of knowing that, mm-hmm. what I didn't expect was that it was a movie within a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, or, yeah, so I didn't expect that. So I thought, okay, yeah, it's going to be too the tone of the movie is going to shift and it will mm-hmm. become something different. But I wasn't expecting that all along I was in a movie. Okay. I should have maybe listened. And I know I listened to the watch. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I didn't want to listen to it to get spoiled. I wish I'd have known that. I did not know. I didn't. I didn't understand. because I was getting very upset. Marcus, what do you think about it? Um, I guess I want to circle back. You said Tracy Ellis Ross and Issa Rae are two of the funnest women in comedy. I, so you, so you, you're leaving Monique out of that? Monique's not in this conversation? Uh, you just want to be messy today. You just <laughs> no, want to be messy. I'm, I'm not even. I'm not <laughs> like, even going there. No. <laughs> well, I went there. No, she's not funny. She's never been funny. It ain't going to be Ooh. funny. And maybe well, if she right. stopped complaining and got it together, then maybe she'd be funny. <laughs> I just listened to her son, her oldest son. Y'all, I just listened to his. Um, he was on Twitter. He like has a nine minute video. It's oh, yeah, heartbreaking. It. It's okay. It's heartbreaking. Well, maybe oh, I should okay. watch that. No, no, he's, he, he's no, going like, in on her. Like, yeah, you're you're good. You, you know, yeah. Yikes. Okay, no, I'm not including Monique. I'm including <laughs> modern day women who are in uh, in Hollywood who no, are producing was, and making making. I'm, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mess uh, ass. <laughs> no, I, I I like I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um, I guess. I knew kind of, well, I guess I knew kind of sort of what the movie was about uh, mm-hmm. because a friend of mine, uh, Xavier Thompson, shout him out. Uh, he's a, he was a cameraman and he's a steady cam. He was a steady cam, steady cam operator on the movie. So in oh, talking God. with him, I kind of knew it. I kind of knew what it was about. The ending, he didn't kind of, the ending, he didn't spoil how it got, how it got kind of meta. And mm-hmm. but uh, as far as the movie, he kind of, kind of told me what it was about the comedy drama so much of like her de- Tracy Ellis Ross Tracy Ellis Ross's depth I mean I didn't know that was coming but it yeah. wasn't as shocking because I mean I knew he said like it, there will be dramatic points um but like I like Mimi was saying I liked how the movie it was it's a movie and the people just happen to be black not it's not specifically a black movie right. okay thank you for saying that made it click in my head Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That that now clicks in my head. So yeah, I'm like, I miss something I'm missing. A, I'm like, there's, yeah. there's something that's throwing me off. To me, it's a it's a it's a it's a regular American movie and the characters mm-hmm. they just happen to be or portrayed by some of our best black actors. So yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you for saying that. That make that makes a lot more sense. Okay, I might like it a little bit more now. 
I just, I was like, I am not understanding. I'm like, I'm so depressed. You know, I'm like, Sterling, I'm usually such a, you know, a fan. I didn't think that he, I think I was, I first, I didn't like, you didn't like him in the movie? Well, it was my first time, um, seeing him uh, i don't know how to explain it usually when he's in a role he becomes the role you know kind of like you think of like like um did you like leonardo Hulk, dicaprio you, did you like like, Hulk, Leo- you like jesus yes where i felt like he he wasn't acting like this i felt that he was he i was like okay he's acting some some of the he like he was reading some of the the cue cards at this at some of the points like i'm like i did not believe him for one second damn like an snl skit one it was it was worse than snl skit it was worse than SNL's get. I did not. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mean, he's such a good actor. I'm such a fan of his. So that I didn't, I didn't care too much for. Okay. And I was like, and um, I, I just felt like if we had Tracy a little bit more and had a little bit more of the comic relief from Issa, that to me would have been a little bit more of a balance for the, for the movie mm-hmm. overall. Okay. I just needed a little bit more balance where this was supposed to be a comedy. Yeah. You had like comic moments, but it makes sense. Yeah. You're just like, this is just a family. It's a family movie. That that now I understand. I'm looking at it not as a movie about um, the black, black experience. Yeah, the black experience. Yes, because I feel like, and they were kind of removed from the black experience because not removed, but a different look at the black experience exactly. because right. they were upper, you know, upper crust, uh, upper crust black people. I'm like, you know, which I which I loved. You know, it, it started. You know, when you know, I see some rich black people. I think uh, of um, y'all. What's that movie with Mose O'Neill and uh, and Journey? In I'll Louisiana, eat oh, by, by you. That's why I think every time I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh, yeah. I had a good movie. <laughs> He's by you. That's one of my favorite movies. Oh my gosh! I think it's so I, I, before you get into it. Um, speaking of comedic relief, Tracy mm-hmm. Ellis Ross for the two minutes she was in it. Mm-hmm. Gave the most cringy but most hilarious uh, abortion joke. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. What was the joke? <laughs> I forgot exactly, but I was like, it was in, in the theater, and I was like, I don't know if I should laugh at this, but it, it, it was about abortion. It had, it, it, there was something about a boat and water, and she said something about Roe versus Wade. Uh-huh. Like Roe versus Wade. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's bad. That's bad. It was funny. It, it was, was funny. funny. It was yeah. funny. <laughs> it was funny. I think I I did what I did like was the meta. The when they took it into yeah. at the towards the end, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is kind of cool. Okay. I could I could see that part being like produced by um what's our boy? Uh Jordan, Jordan Peel. I was like, okay, oh, this yeah. is like a yeah, because it's mind bending. So it was interesting, but I was like, or okay. Donald. Yeah, yeah. Donald could do that. He could definitely do that. So that was what I all I had about the movie. I thought I was I, I would give it yeah, I was like it was just, there was so much going on that it was like again, like I felt like the family stuff overshadowed what I thought I was going to to see in the movie. You know? But I love the family stuff. Yeah. I think I've had I, enough I, of family I, stuff. I need a break. Oh, maybe that's yeah. Well Yeah. Well, uh, I guess, how do we feel about the the point the movie was making then? I feel like it was a, with, yeah. with the, with the book, with his book being, being written to, to satisfy the white, white the white public. Well, yeah, I mean, like, so 
when you get towards the end in the scene with uh, Issa mm-hmm. and he and, well she and she challenges that and he doesn't really have a great response yeah because mm-hmm. I don't think there is a good response um, and I know Jeffrey um, the create who is his name Corden uh, the creator of the Cord, film Cord Jefferson Cord Jefferson mm-hmm. yes um, you know he was saying he wasn't trying to answer it in the movie it was just kind of like you know think yeah, of it for it. yourself so I think they both had good points I think they both had right valid. I think they mm-hmm. both were right about some things and they both were wrong about some things and um to me I think that is the point was to have the dialogue the point was mm-hmm. for us to even talk about it in the first place which I appreciate it as opposed to being like this is my stance on it and this is what I think this means yeah right so, I appreciated it. Yeah. If there was one thing that I like, I wish that discussion had gone on longer. Not that we needed an answer because there probably is no answer. But I just mm-hmm, wish it mm-hmm. was more than just th- that seconds. line, right? Yeah. <laughs> that you gave, and also um, some more points that other people made that we didn't get to see the general <laughs> black people's response to the book. I guess we were supposed mm-hmm. to accept. Um, Coraline, was it Coraline? Erica Alexander, yeah. Maxine Shaw. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, she's always Maxine. Shaw. I think she um, was our like proxy. Yeah, she was supposed to be there, and she's and and then she still only represented one type of like she yeah. liked it, but there probably were tons of other black people who didn't like. It. You know what I'm saying? So I felt yeah. like we were lacking that, and then I wish that conversation was with Issa was longer. Um, and those are my. I guess yeah. major. I won't say complaints, but like you know, yeah, just on it. So I think I just and it's the it it's uh, happy that it's the dialogue and it is the plight of being black in America. You know, there is no there. We are we are kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. That just is where we are. But, I, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I like now. I, I like it better now that I'm looking at the movie as a family, a, a, a movie about a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just happen to be black people. I, like I said, I, I guess <laughs> what I thought was funny was like even when they're um, when they're critically when they're rating the books, how these critics, even when they're talking about a black story, these white critics' opinion still trumps the black critic opinion about a black right. experience. I thought that mm-hmm. was funny. Let me tell you something. <laughs> that damn book that. that uh, Golden Centauri Golden Rope. Uh-huh. We mm-hmm. lives in the ghetto. That shit will never. That title of that book will never not. <laughs> that shit was too. Much. I'm like, she had to write that shit. She had to write that because that, yeah. that took me. That, that I was like, what was the name of her? We got y'all. <laughs> we got y'all. I was like, that was as bad as we got y'all. We <laughs> ghetto. They read that and you. And we got y'all right now. Right. That's all, right. That's all that. No. Mimi, as our uh-huh. fellow um, author, author, mm-hmm. author, I don't know what you said, you know, author. <laughs> I didn't know if author oh, right. both ways. I didn't know if author was gendered or not. I couldn't remember. Anyway, mm-hmm. as our fellow author, what do you think about where they stand in terms of like you self published a book and mm-hmm. getting it in bookstores and that whole thing, you know, about having having an editor, having an agent, 
like push a book and how they frame it so that it can get sold? Like what, what are your thoughts since you are, you are our subject matter expert here? Well, it's mighty funny you asked that. Um, <laughs> I wrote a little, I wrote a um, post on Medium, like th- talking about the film and then talk about my experience kind of like, but um, in publishing um, and probably, this probably applies to any artistic industry. It's mm-hmm. like what sells is um, like, the the entertainment, the sex, the young, YA for publishing, romance, um, thriller, mystery. And I guess the other thing about the movie is we don't really get to know specifically the genre he is writing in. You kind of assume it's literary fiction. And mm-hmm. like people who don't know, liter- literary fiction is more character study character development where genre fiction is like plot driven like you know the big car chase or the fight or whatever Mm -hmm. whatever and so you kind of feel like his is literary fiction which is a harder it's a harder genre to i guess um be picked up and marketed because most people want I guess the action aspect, but from like an academic standpoint, those are the type of books that get most of the praise because it's like higher level thinking, yada, yada, yada. And so in publishing, yeah, that is what gets picked up quick, more quickly. And if you are black or marginalized group, you know, LGBTQ or whatever, Mm -hmm. you're very much down on the list, let alone if you are also trying to write literary fiction and not like, you know, an action or smut, because smut really be selling. Um, I'd be buying it too. (laughs) 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 Mel said, I I am the target demographic. I am the number one target demographic. uh, (laughs) I was at this little book award show and uh, I met this author, a black guy. He had won some award. And he was cool with it, but he was like, man, I'm about to switch up because Ratchet be selling. Ratchet is what sells. And I'm like, it, it just like this movie made me think about that. So, mm-hmm. so, 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 so Monk's feeling, is it too, it's, it's like, it's a common feeling. Yes. Of like that's what sells. And then what I put in my post is like, they tell you to write to the market, to write mm-hmm. what sells, write what you can market, whether you feeling that or not. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I guess to Issa, so Issa made the point, like I wrote what is selling, but also I did the research for this. Like, mm-hmm. this is not like these <laughs> people do exist. Up. Not, yeah. <laughs> you know? So um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's hard to get picked up traditionally anyway, if you're marginalized and if you're not writing, you know, the entertainment rights of market is definitely harder. So, yes, he had a point, which is probably why I self-published. Like, I like I didn't even try mm-hmm. to get an agent or do traditional just because of all the stories I heard from everybody else. <laughs> like, it You're seemed like, I'll like, do it myself. Yeah, it just seemed like, honestly, a waste of time. Like, I, I met people who got um, traditional deals, but mm-hmm. had their book pushed back like four or five, six years. And you just don't have control over that. And so, and I, like, my book isn't really genre fiction either. It's more literary fiction. 
So that was the other thing. I was just kind of like, I ain't even trying <laughs> to go to Oscars. Gonna self-publish. I'm gonna go broke. I'm gonna be broke. <laughs> it's gonna happen on my time and how the fuck I wanted to happen. So this is what yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations! I love that. I got the book. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm gonna take us for a win for me too. When you're a win for me, so I'm gonna take that too. But nonetheless, regardless of our thoughts, regardless of our thoughts and feelings about this movie, I hope it wins all the awards. Academy, Golden Globe, SAG, NAACP. I know Sterling has got, he's got a nomination from my understanding. Didn't he get a... Uh-huh. Best Supporting, I think. Okay. He yeah, pissed like, me off in this movie, though, but... I just was like, I was <laughs> like, I didn't believe him for one second. Not one second. <laughs> Give me a break. No, but... I was like, I, I, I would, I would, I would say like a C. I would give it a C. But, but, but I would say maybe it's like you don't believe it. You as a black woman don't believe this black man, but the white people believe he was played. <laughs> white people believe he was played his role very well. Yes, yes. <laughs> They're like, this is what we want. This is what we sell to the to masses. Right. Yeah. But overall, I thought I thought it was I was a very it was I liked the complexity of the movie. I liked the conversation that the movie started i enjoyed the um the juxtaposition of the book that he was selling versus his actual life and the way that he grew up and the way that they grew up so it was interesting happy i saw it i have this question Uh um there was this conversation happening on threads um, mm-hmm. cause that's where I'd be kicking it at i left twitter i don't oh, be fucking I don't even, yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> i like threads um I but, can't uh, apps. Just Instagram. Oh. Just Instagram. On I the reels? Is it reels? <laughs> no, it's thread. Real threads. <laughs> threads yeah, is know. uh but you can see threads on your Instagram. Yeah. I mean oh, it's okay. connected to Instagram. Anyway. Um somebody asked <laughs> a few weeks ago or something, mm-hmm. like, why didn't why didn't because the color purple the color purple didn't do as well commercially, um, you know, as people had anticipated, I guess, or hoped. And this was a black person that was asking, like, why didn't y'all, the people who didn't go see it, why didn't y'all go see it? And she had like a list of things. And black trauma was one of the, was on her list. Mm-hmm. And so certain people were like, well, I don't like musicals and we need another color purple and I didn't want to see that. And other people like, well, I didn't want to see no more black trauma to which I asked, what is black trauma? Because it is it trauma that is perpetrated on black people by white people. Cause I was like any, any genre, any dramatic drama, I mean, genre, a drama, has mm-hmm. trauma in it like i was i was like yeah i mean mufasa i mean simba saw mufasa murdered in front of him and then got sent off in the wilderness <laughs> and his his mama and best friend was about to start it i mean that shit was traumatic like every drama has trauma in it to it has conflict <laughs> or trauma in it to an extent and, and i think that was part the of drama. his point yeah. And I was mm-hmm. just kind of like, well, what is black trauma? And and I was like, if that's the case, the color purple had one white person in it. Like, <laughs> where was the white trauma? I mean, where was the white oppression that made it black trauma for y'all? Because 
the color purple the had color purple? one white person in it. It was the yeah, system. I, I mean, well, it was yeah. the system of sure. uh, uh, that they, the the trauma happened in the whole system at, for where they were. We just saw sure. we saw yeah. we saw the tra- the physical trauma, the mental and emotional trauma from the people from the black people that were doing what they were doing. But the system is the 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 I feel like the first the foundation for that trauma. Sure. But it's like there's no white people centered in that. And it's almost like we're saying we can't make movies from 1619 to, ni- to 1992. Because it's like... They can. They just time, need to be good movies. They the, just that whole good. period of time, we're going to be under a system. And so, like, mm-hmm. some of the yeah. complaints about the Wonder Years, for instance, was that this happened, this was taking place in the South, in the 60s and race was almost mm-hmm. completely left out of it and people were like how can y'all tell this story yeah. and there's no race about it so there's a complaint that is not realistic enough if mm-hmm. you don't mention that and if you do have it as a component in your film then some people are like well this is black trauma and i'm just like mm-hmm. and i and i think that was Issa's point or whatever is like people should be able to be able to tell the story that they need to or want to tell because those people did exist. Black people did exist from 1619 to 1992 through slavery, mm-hmm. through Jim Crow, through the crack epidemic. It, it just is what it is, unless we're not ever going to tell that component of that story. Like, to me, trauma is trauma. Whether it, uh, if anything, it, trauma is trauma. And I guess. <laughs> It doesn't matter if it's inflicted upon me from a white person or if it's inflicted on me from a black person. I saw The Color Purple because my sister-in-law wanted to see that movie. I (laughs) had no desire to see The Color Purple. And not because it was a musical, but because I had seen the musical perform live. I had seen it with Fantasia and I had seen the movie. I was like, I don't need to see another version of this. I get why you do it because there are people who can't go to Broadway. Mm-hmm. There are people who do like musicals that they cannot make it. Like, like Wicked is coming out in on film, right? Mm-hmm. It's so many times Wicked has been on Broadway or been seen. That is also about a traumatic event. But yes, yeah. uh, there are people who don't have access to other forms of art. So making a movie of it is a more accessible form of art. So I get why you could push to have a movie made, but that doesn't mean that because it's got all these black people in it, that all mm-hmm. us black people got to go support it and see it. I, mm-hmm. I done seen it. I don't want to see this again. You're not going to tell me a new story. Yeah, I don't want to hear no more singing about this stuff. So I'm good. I did yeah. see it, but I want to. I haven't seen Origin. I want to see it. But I hear it's very good, but it's also heavy because mm-hmm. of the trauma that's in it. So, but mm-hmm. I don't hear people saying, like, I don't want to see another Black trauma movie. I don't. I haven't heard that argument. So I don't know what, what that is about. But I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think a lot of people, they vaguely know what Origin is about. I don't know what it's about. It's about the cast. It's about, it's based on the book, which I was planning on reading, but um, reframing 
racism as not racism, but like the caste system that across cultures, I believe, I haven't read it yet, um, across various cultures, it just happens across various cultures. Racism is a form of that. I think that's what's about. But <clears throat> caste has happened throughout time across cultures. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, uh, I guess so. Is the question about specifically black trauma? Because, like you said, I I think trauma is in everything that is dramatic. I mean, like even American fiction. Yes, that was the trauma. Family, <laughs> the yeah, the, the 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 family dynamics that could have easily been a white mm -hmm. family. Yeah. I mean, I think people. I know people are kind of exhausted of like the black trauma, like the twelve years right. of slavery, or or like a, a Selma. Or like you say, the color purple. I can understand being tired of that and just being one in, one in a story told like American fiction, where this is this is cross culturally, mm -hmm. this is cross cultural trauma. Right. Yeah, I feel like I feel like any any entertainment that is put on any platform about Black Americans or Black American experience, to me, will always have an undertone of some type of of racial trauma because we're in America. Yeah. It's like we, we don't we don't we don't live our regular lives with be like, oh no, we don't you don't you don't go point it out all day and say like, oh I didn't talk to two white yeah. people, I must have any trauma. It's it's always there. You know, um I did not see the color purple, the movie that came out. I did buy a ticket. I did not want to see it. I've I've seen the the original many, many times. I've read the book. I went to Broadway and stood in line at four o'clock in the morning to get tickets at the Broadway theater. Like I've seen it multi many times. I've given them all the money. I, I'm like, for me, the trauma was I just don't have it in me at this moment in my life to watch this again because I already know what's going to. I, And I feel like if you were in a great place and you're like, yeah, I had a great week and it's been fantastic. I'm just really doing great. You know, yes. I feel like then I probably would be like, let me go see it. I didn't have a year where I can I can afford to see. I, I can't mentally afford to see any more color purples that I've seen since <laughs> I'm a small child. <laughs> since I'm a very small child. You know? I don't even want to see nothing close to the color purple. Now blue, Listen, not green, not turquoise. Shit, Amer American <laughs> fiction almost had me leave. And I said, God, you, they died in the first in the first scene. God, I, I mean, like, too much. We didn't make it out the blocks. So that I I have been very... I have been very purposeful in my last uh, in the in the last year and in the, in the beginning of this year to step back from things that are that are super super dramatic and uh, filled with a lot of trauma that I can't handle. So I've been very I've been very um, mindful about that. But I feel like any like even yeah I, I didn't I haven't watched The Wonder Years. It is in my queue, but I'm like yeah you you don't have to say oh oh it's it was it said in the '60s. Let's let's look at all the white people doing like. It's there all. It's the trauma is there already because the system yeah. is created. They're just and, like 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 Marcus said. It's a story about a black family, they, a family yeah. that happens to be black because we already watched the regular Wonder Years for that was the all white cast. So now this right. cast. So you know. So I don't know. and I, I, I like the Wonder Years. I like the show. I was sad that it was not coming things. back. Like I've heard nothing but good things. And they do talk about race. Race is covered. Mm -hmm. and, and even if it's covered, even from a, a lens of being Jewish, that we don't really see a lot of in shows. So mm -hmm. I was like, we are talking about race, but this is also a middle class black family. Like these are two highly educated parents. Like you are not going to find a lot of shows in the late 60s where the mom was the head of a government department. 
Like, mm. not, I'm, you know, yeah. as, uh, I really enjoyed Wonder Years. I hate it got canceled. Um, and it's so much like, black TV got canceled. So much good black so much, TV got canceled. So much mm. good TV, period, got canceled. Period. Like, they ain't fucking with you niggas um, no more. They really not. No, they not messing with the white shows either. They also Freeman ain't fucking with nobody no more. Like it was but so she, we, we like for real though. Like Man. there were there were some hey. good good shows. Like yeah. I mean, come on now. Huh. I'm still Grand Crew got. I'm ready. To, South. I'm ready to fight. I'm still. I'm so hurt. <laughs> I, but I, nobody was really watching Grand Crew. Me and you, Mel. We're the only ones watching. But, but it, well, and that's a whole other conversation about the way we watch TV and why it's so difficult right now. Like, I don't know what I don't know. I'm I'm an old lady now. Uh, I don't know what man, everything I, is on. I'm I was, getting confused. I need a spreadsheet. <laughs> exactly. I I, I want to take it. I want to take a second and apologize to Comcast, to Directv, to all other cable <laughs> services. You you so are we right. Make the cable. You are right. I was can wrong. We, can we I have HBO? I just need. I, I need cable. I need my Netflix because I was. In, I fuck with Netflix when well, I got three DVDs in the mail, and then I knew how to no. get them. So I always have a DVD. Remember, <laughs> remember y'all was clowning me about the DVDs. I told y'all. Yeah. Kid Fury was like, "I'm going back to my DVDs and Blu-ray because you can't cancel that, and I own it for yeah. whatever. You ain't coming in my house taking it." And I'm like. I'm this shit is hard. I want, I want regular, regular cable. Give me HBO, the regular, the regular plane on your HBO. I don't need all these. I don't need to be watching 90 Day Fiance on my damn Max. I need regular <laughs> prestige television, HBO, uh, and regular, regular ass cable that I can then plus up if I want to get premium uh, channels. And you keep my Netflix on the side. Netflix need to be the only streamer. Bitch, the only streamer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> A- Amazon is show yeah. Amazon and Hulu show me ads, and I'm paying you a hundred dollars. <laughs> That's, that's because okay. greed and capital capitalism ruins everything. Yes, everything. 100%. I agree. <laughs> you you one hundred percent. And what what we're living in right now, honestly, is the celebration or the I guess not celebration. A lot of us are irritated of white mediocrity. You had a lot of these executives who did literally. I'm like, if you ever really wanted to see that the people that are in charge of most things from definitely from a white male perspective, they have nothing new to say. They literally just redoing what other people have already done. Now we're sitting in a situation where you didn't even really pay attention to the market very well. We don't need a thousand streamers because nothing is really going all that great. Well, you could have done something that was new and interesting or, or stay doing what you're doing and do it well. Just do it well. I can't even tell you the last time I turned on, I'm paying fifteen dollars a month for dog on Disney Plus, and I don't think I liked on it was was uh was uh what's that man named Andor? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad. And it ain't, I ain't even get it's ain't even on my TV. I said, what is numbers? The part two gonna come out. I'm gonna turn this shit off. What I'm gonna start doing is just turn it on. I'm gonna watch when the season comes on. When it drops, I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna go get the streamer, watch it, and then turn it back off. This is getting out of control. The only it's thing. I, th- there was only two things that we really watched with uh, just dedication on Hulu, and that was uh, <laughs> Alone. That's that uh, reality show where they just drop your ass off somewhere. I love that show so much because you slowly watch people go crazy. <laughs> you, it's a show you watch people lose their mind. But we'd be like, ooh. You mean naked and afraid? We got it. Huh? No, this called no, Alone. It's called Alone. It's called Alone. Alone. You buy yourself. And you got to just live off the land and you have mm-hmm. to know the different plants and the herbs and what's mm-hmm. going to kill you and what's not going to kill you. I'm dying. I'm going to die. And, oh, I wouldn't make it five minutes. Me and B watched that with uh, <laughs> um, 
you know, straight loyalty. And then we were watching the bear and everything else. It, it, I, I don't know nothing else on who we really watch. Like now you want to talk about some trauma. The bear is traumatic, but it's that's my favorite trauma. show. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's some trauma. I had to right. Look. I'm like, your heart is like pounding. The, and the Christmas episode had the, the seven fishes. Y'all still talking about this shit for this day. Yeah, I can't, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. But it's such right. a good show. I mean, the show time. is based off of a, a suicide, a trauma. A trauma, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It, yeah. the drama is, yeah, go, go, full <laughs> circle. So it's like... Full circle, back at trauma. We love trauma. Back at <laughs> trauma, it, you know, stories <laughs> stories of Black Americans or Black diaspora between certain mm-hmm. periods of time are always going to have that undercurrent. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. there. And, you know... Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what to tell you, but it's just going to be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if we were in Africa, there would be even genocide. We killing each other. That's what I'm saying. Civil like, war. like, what are we doing? There's but like, just- even, you, even when people are like, uh, you know, you hear people all the time say, we want more African stories and more. We had, and I'm like, sure. All Do of those stories still <laughs> ended <you>? badly. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they also ended terribly. I don't know what you want. <laughs> anyway (laughs) so we did our little rant but we do it is getting really hard to um to watch tv guys it's hard it's hard to be self-published um mimi did this she has her book out you did it by yourself you didn't write to sell you know books you wrote because it's something that was on your heart that you wanted to put out and i feel like in the movie, just tying it back to American fiction, it that's what Issa's thing was, you know, one, you know, one for them, to, you know, two for them, one for me. So I think that mm-hmm. that's like the balance. If you, you know, me may say, oh, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write this book. I know Melanie's gonna buy it because it's a lot of dicks in it. Like I'm gonna buy it. Tell me what, <laughs> tell me what, tell me if it's on Amazon, it, you know, Kindle Unlimited. I don't know, I'll buy it. But then you can do right. that. And you can write. Then you, then you have all the money. Then you can publish the next project that you really, really like for yourself. So it's just, it's the. It's learning how to work the system. And I feel like that's what in the movie, Issa, she found out how to do where Jeffrey Wright's character was finding out how finding how to do it. But just in a way that we were like uh, seeing in real time how how what a hot mess it was. And his was just made up in his head. It was all it was his own fiction, truly fiction where hers was researched. So I hope everybody goes and sees the movie. You know, check it out if you do get a chance to see it. Um, I think it's still in theaters, and I'm not sure when it'll come to streaming. So. It, yeah, yeah, so yeah, check it out. Enjoy, enjoy. So overall, I feel I feel like we all kind of we enjoyed it. I did not, I did not not like it. I did not not like it, but it was just it was a lot. It was a lot. And I, well, some, I gave it like a, uh, I gave it like a B plus just because I, I was missing the the elements that I said where. Um, mm-hmm. I would like that longer discussion with Issa. Oh, uh, you know, on Issa's point. And the reaction from the general black crowd, <laughs> like mm-hmm. how were mm-hmm. they feeling? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I give it a, I give yeah. it a B plus. Uh, I give it a B plus too. I'm trying to look and see like all the movies because I actually have seen a lot of these movies that are nominated this year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, does it fit? Let me. Uh, but I give it a B plus. Yeah, yeah. I give it a. I give it a. Actually, I give it an A minus. I guess my only issue was like um, I felt like they had the um, the mother's um, 
their um housekeeper. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they had, like, like she was giving me Hattie McDaniel vibes, and I'm like, <laughs> are we really doing this? <laughs> You're like, Damn. is this what black people do in Martha's Vineyard? No, 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 no. I'm like, even, the way like, it was even, Why is this? Why is this? Like, why is she in a black? Why are you doing this to a black woman in a black movie? That's all. <laughs> what did they do? She did work for him. Yeah, and they did treat her like family. Like yeah. she was almost a surrogate mm-hmm. mother. She because was their, their mother. mother had to yeah, for, for, you, yeah, you know what yeah. yeah, I agree. I so, of uh, it, it was like of the nominee for best uh-huh. picture, uh-huh. I have seen half of them. Okay, so there's American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and Poor Things. So, of this seen, list. I'm behind. Things was really good. I heard it was really good. I'm behind on everything. I haven't seen that, but I've seen Past Lives, Maestro, mm-hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon, The Holdovers, Barbie, and American Fiction. I've seen a good bit. Yeah, um, you've seen a lot of it. And I was waiting for Oppenheimer to come out tomorrow. I was waiting for that to come out on Netflix or wherever Apple, whatever's coming out on one of these streamers. It's on. Oh, um, I can see it. It's it's right now. It's on. Um, I think Peacock. You can see it on Peacock. Yeah, it's on one of those streamers. It's supposed to be coming yeah. out. On. We just canceled Peacock. I guess we got to get it back when Bel Air come back. Um, yeah. So so of the ones that you have seen, mm-hmm. who best or which which one is the best? Just out of the three, you said you saw half. So was it six? So you seen three? What? Well, so of the I've three. seen six. I've seen six of them. Three oh, of them. Six of them. I've seen six of them. Oh, okay. You see, you you. What did you think of Kills of the Flower Moon? It was just too long. It, it was twenty minutes too long, but I I like okay. it. Um, okay. it was twenty minutes. And I think you can see it on. You can you see it on Apple? It's Apple. Apple. Have the, okay, yeah, I'm, gonna, Apple. I'm gonna try to see it this way. It's in my it's in my queue. It's in my queue to see. Yeah. It. Okay. Um. So if y'all want to see, Barbie is on Max. The yeah, holdovers is on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon is on Apple. Maestro is on Netflix. See what I'm saying. Oppenheimer. Who the hell paying for, <laughs> for all this? And now they're trying to crack down on passwords. Y'all have lost yeah, y'all's money. <laughs> I don't know where Oppenheimer. I don't, it's on. I don't know if it's on Hulu. It's gonna be in my imagination TikTok. at this point. I think it's gonna oh, be on Amazon. No, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I saw past lives on the plane, so I have no idea what um, streamer that it's on. The I movie right now, I believe it if Oppenheimer is on um Peacock. So you can okay. watch you can watch it for free. You don't have to pay for it if you have Peacock. Yeah. Gotcha. The movie that I love that I have watched over and over again has been mm-hmm. the holdovers. That's been the okay. one really? that I have watched over and over. First of all, I love Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't miss. Devon uh Jordan. She's oh. so good. She's so good in it. Yeah, she's and I mean, it's just it's just a well acted, well written. I also like Alexander Payne as a director, so that you know. But so out of all those, to me, the holdovers is the one that I'm like, yes. Okay, I I feel like um, what I'm gonna do is try to watch most of these movies because they're in my there. I was like I was gonna do it last weekend. I got busy. I need to watch them. I've only seen Barbie and American Fiction, but everything else is. I, and I have access to most of them. I seen for free. Yeah. Uh, after that, free, past lives. Past lives is really actually it's really good actually. Now, what is who? Where is what is that about? 
So past lives is about these two um, Asian characters. I don't know if they're I don't know if they're Chinese. I think they might be Chinese. Okay. Um, and they grow up together, but then one of them, her family, migrates to America, and he, the the one that's left, is trying to find her, and then they find a way and they reconnect. And okay. they reconnect, then they break apart, and then they reconnect again. And so it's kind of like a, it's a love story in a way, mm-hmm. but it has mm-hmm. other like undertones in it. And it is it's actually very good. Okay. I'll check it out. Got to find out where to check it out. Good question. <laughs> I would crazy. say don't watch Maestro. Like you can do without Maestro. Because I was okay, uh, Bradley Cooper, I love him so much. <laughs> That's why I wanted to watch it. Catching catching flag for for the prosthetic nose or something. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was going to be good because then I was like, oh, it's him. And then it's Carrie, whatever her name. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could. I kept falling asleep. I don't know. I could have told you that Leonard Bernstein's story doesn't need to be told. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, you should. Tar. They was like, watch Tar. I haven't seen it, but. I watch Tar. I watch Tar and don't watch that. It is not good. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say prosthetic speaking noses. of prosthetic noses, did y'all watch uh Griselda on Netflix? I no. haven't seen it, but I heard it's good, isn't it? It's it's good. I mean, it's good. There was one episode that was weird to me that kind of stood out, but it was good. Um but okay. yeah, I think she has I think she has a prosthetic nose in that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um but like my mom is hilarious. Like <laughs> You know, most people see my mom as the sweet, sweet church lady and all this, but she like she loves some dark chicks. Like she loved Daenerys, and she was all into this <laughs> series. <laughs> she was like, "I wish I had this life." <laughs> she was yeah. like, "Ooh, she was a bad woman." I'm like, "Yeah, ma." She, they they <laughs> researched over 200 murders in Miami. <laughs> like, Calm down. She was a terrible woman. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's like, she's just misunderstood. Right. She just was misunderstood. I thought it was. A murderer. As a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I thought we were going to talk a little bit about uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but I think we can wait for that because we are running a little bit long. Um, but do you guys have any, just maybe one or two shows that you would recommend people to watch that you watch either last year or maybe the first two months of this year? Like just, and tell me what platform they are so people can try to go find them. Because we got to dig through, <laughs> dig through content. Right. Good gracious. The mess. Marcus, um, what, what are you, what would you say? If you had their, like your top two. Uh, my top two, well, mm-hmm. one, uh, one is Abbott Elementary. Like uh, Abbott, a- Abbott's like, it's like my comfort. Yeah. It's my, it's like my safe place when, when, yeah. when I need something to just like bring me down or just, you know, <laughs> help me chill out or just uh-huh. all that. Abbott Elementary. You just have a smile on your face when you watch it. It's <laughs> right. so crazy. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, absolutely. So shout out Quinta. Shout out everybody there. Um, and then something I would suggest everybody watch. And I think everybody's talked about it. But um, Blue Eyed Samurai. It's uh, that was place. mine. That was one of mine. That was one of mine. Yeah. So that Blue Eyed Samurai. I don't. I I can't even begin to explain it. It's, it's just brilliant. Good. Check it out. It's yeah, one of you, somebody actually broke me down into actually watching that animated show, but it was good because I normally don't watch it like that. But it was yeah. good. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mimi, okay, so Mimi, what, what, what would you watch? Not animated shit. <laughs> um, go to Kim, because I'm still trying to think okay. Okay. right now. <laughs> well, I, Marcus took one. He took Abbott okay. Elementary. Abbott. Okay. Um, I love reality competition shows. So okay. if you're into that, The Trader season two on Peacock. Okay. Love it. Love it, love it so far. I heard it's good. Um, I actually would I actually say watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith, even though I haven't finished it. I'm just on episode five. So I would say you could. And uh what else am I looking at? True Detective. Oh, oh True Detective. Okay. I like it. Okay. All right. Mimi, you ready? You want me to go? I said Griselda. Um, uh, yeah, we have, we are watching True Detective and just like every other um, season of True Detective, I don't never know what the fuck going on. But I still watch <laughs> it. Um, but even, even in the middle of me not knowing what the fuck is going on, I was uh-huh. I am enjoying this season mm-hmm. more than some of the prior seasons um more than season one season one okay no i wouldn't say that but um it's perfect tv um perfect TV. so yeah i i would say those two okay, um, okay. and i you know there was this one scene with jody foster i was not prepared for nor do i think i can <laughs> remove from my mind no i don't feel like anybody <laughs> but, uh, needs to see that again we can wrap it on up. I don't know what I'm talking about. I was just like, wrap it on up. <laughs> no. But yeah. yeah. Well, if okay. it came from this past episode, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm actually oh. not even watching True Detective because of the crime. I love Navarro. Like, I love that we are she now is... showing things with Native people in it. And yes. just like, yes. you know, she's beautiful. Her acting, like, I'm like, she is acting circle around everybody in this cast to me i'm sorry she's doing phenomenal she's mm-hmm. doing phenomenal okay all right and i have a question uh for you guys okay for about about true directors okay so my marcus took one of mine which blue eyes samurai um i'm gonna say this season of fargo i have not watched any so my favorite coen brothers movie is fargo but i've never watched any of the the episodes of the television show fargo i know that it's ensemble cast so every year it, or every season it's a different you know, story that they're telling you. So I've never watched them, but this season, there's a lot of trauma, guys. There's a lot of trauma. <laughs> but I was removed from the trauma because I haven't been a part of that trauma before. So it was interesting to watch. Um, but if you do catch it, John Hamm, the young lady that pay, I don't know her name off the top of my head, Juno Birch, Juno something. She was in, she played Kaylee in, um, in Ted Lasso. And she is, when I tell you just, this was one of the most perfect seasons of television I have ever seen. It's very traumatic. It is very traumatic. It is very, if you are in a bad place, or if you're in a trauma place, please maybe don't watch it. But if you're, if you can handle it, do, do watch it. But it is a lot of, there is a lot of trauma that goes on in this show. Um, so that one is on FX. So if you have FX, you can watch, or if you have Hulu, you can watch it. And then my, um, the one that I'm going to say, because we already said uh, True Detective, we're all watching it. And it's a show that actually um, me going through what I went through last year, my mom had cancer and, I had to go take care of her. It's actually a movie called some, it's a sh- TV show called somebody somewhere and it's on HBO max. And um, it's uh, there are a number of comedians in it. The Bridget is her first name. I can't think of her last name, but it'll come to me. And it is um, a, just a, sh- a story about uh, her going home and taking care of her sister who um, uh, had cancer. And you're like watching her life, like 
just be what it's going to be. It's a really sweet show. It's very well acted, very well written. And it's, it is a very, very good, it's kind of a dark comedy, but it's pretty good. So I think um, no matter what place you're in, you can still watch it. And it's on HBO Max if you have it. Now, I do have a question. So I am also watching True Detective. And mm-hmm. the um, it's going to be a spoiler alert. I'm just going to say, wait, Marcus, are you watching True Detective or no? I'm not going to watch it. You know, okay. Okay. I have a question. Spoiler alert, people who are watching True Detectives, guys, um, it last uh, the episode that usually comes on Sunday came out last Friday because of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you can go watch it and then all of the podcasts drop today. If you if you love uh, the Ringer um, Network, um, they just dropped um, uh, theirs as well. They do prestige television um, and Charles Holm is doing a prestige about Mr. and Mrs. Smith as well. So that just dropped today as well. So it's go go that. So. There has been a question from me from the very first episode, and I've heard it on a couple of other podcasts that people are asking: Is is the 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 white lady that lives kind of like on the ice part of it? Is she real or is she a figment of Navarro's imagination? Because that's I a big question. I think she's real. That's so, an excellent question. So Issa is like doing. So I listen to their podcast after every episode. So the um, the the um. The lady that uh, wrote, she wrote, she created this as she's a showrunner. She created the Dark Country as a television show. She tried to sell it to HBO and HBO said, wait a minute, this would really fit into our overall um, True Detective. So it was not originally a True Detective. It's something that she sold to them. And she um, uh, is a a Latin uh, lady. She's Latin. So she is very tongue in cheek about it. So a lot of uh, I've gone back and I've watched it. The only person that ever interacts with her is Navarro. Nobody mm-hmm. talks to her. Nobody sees her. Nobody interacts with her. No, even nothing. from the first episode. Even from the first from episode. The fir- so the first episode, when when she walks up and they are at the scene of the crime, yeah. Navarro Navarro walks up next to her and she says, "I called, you know, so and so showed me, you know, this was happening." She's yeah. like, "Oh, he's dead." Nobody else interacts, and then she walks away. So I'm like. Fuck! Is this lady real? Am I being? Am well, I being? Um, beautiful mind. Well, that's was why I think she's a, real because of that scene. But go ahead. Was there not a scene where it was just her and like a dead guy or whatever? Like, yeah, Mark, he's not there at but, all. But it's but it's but it's, that's a that flashback. Is, yes, and she and it's it's oh. her telling Navarro about oh. when because you know that's Russ's. We all know that that's Russ's dad, right? From season one. Well, we, we know, right. but we don't know if the other people know. I don't know if we're keeping okay. this in or not. Hey, guys, we need to put spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If we keep it in, we're spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, um, I, so th- somebody was like th- talking about, it, and I was like, oh, it's, oh, you know who it is? The oysters, clams, and cockles. That's who I listened to. And I thought if I started thinking about it, I'm like, is this lady real? She never talks to anybody else, she never interacts with anyone else. Even with Navarro, go, when at this last, oh, you haven't, never mind. You haven't seen the. You can tell, I, you know, I don't care. Tell, you can tell me. I okay. Did you see it, Mimi? Did you see this uh, Friday's episode? Little Friday? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she gets her sister's, um, her sister's cremated and she gets her ashes mm-hmm. and she goes out to the ice and she wants to, to bury her, you know, this, they're at the, the ocean, but they have mm-hmm. to like do the, you know, the picking of mm-hmm. the ice. She stands there, this this woman who was an MMA fighter stands there with her sister and she has the, the old white lady digging out in the ice. And I'm like, shouldn't you be doing that? Like this is the old fragile white lady. Like what is something, if this lady is, I hope, I hope she is real, but it's something telling me that that lady is a figment of Navarro's imagination. But how was she saved if she wasn't real? 
I think that I think in her mind, I think she is she's real to her. I think she started walking the other way to the to the ocean. And I feel like her other part of her her conscious that has created this. If you are schizophrenic, like you're their schizophrenics, their what their perception is. So you're thinking Navarro is schizophrenic, too. I think Navarro is schizophrenic. And I think that that the uh, I forget the lady's name, Rose, her name is Rose. I think yes. Rose in her that she's made up in her mind, saved her and said, you know, this I got to get down and let's, you know, you know, get back yeah. to the I feel like her sister and her mom were her were whispering her to to walk into the ocean, basically into the yeah. nether, the mist and her made up helper Rose maybe told her to to come back. But if but she if wasn't watch, real, then why would Rose, how would Navarro know this whole backstory about Russ's dad? I'm t- about Russ's dad and all that. You couldn't have just made that up. If, there must be a supernatural connection there between the supernatural <laughs> and the schizophrenic world. I mean, because uh, no. this reminded me, well, this reminded me of uh, the season with Mahershala because it's an unreliable, at this point, when yeah. you have someone with schizophrenia, mm-hmm. that's an unreliable narr- narrator, right? Yeah. So then yeah. I, and, then they, and Russ brought it up on his podcast and I was like, my nigga, wait but, a minute. And I was like, Issa, wait a minute, didn't nobody else talk to her? Issa said that she was mind. trying to make sure not to conflate mental illness and the supernatural. Yes. She's not doing a very good job of it, but she said she was trying to be careful of that. And so I would say that the lady, that Rose is real. I think we're being fine now. Well, we got one more episode to find out, I guess, but. And we better figure out what the hell happened because I'm I'm getting, I'm getting, they need to give me something. Give me something, guys. (laughs) Something, but it's really good. It's it's been a really it's been a, a good season. I'm I like that I'm thrown off because I we don't know what time it ever is. Yeah, so, that's the thing. I, you I'm know, so I was off. like, I could deal with uh, the cold weather, but the six mm-hmm. months of complete darkness. No, that's what would because I'm always like, why? Why is um? I was like, why is Jodie Foster always calling these people up in the middle of the night? And I was like, oh wait, <laughs> not the middle of the night. It's Alaska, so it, it could be six p.m. I'm not right. even getting caught up on the time. Everybody else is tripping. I'm like, I don't care. Oh, it's yeah. just dark, all dark, all day. I it's don't know what time is. Time. I don't care. I don't even Ooh. know if time is time is a flat circle. I don't even know if it matters. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so it doesn't time matter. Is Wait, isn't that circle. the isn't that always the theme in that? So uh-huh. in, in this, yeah. yeah, so yeah. yeah. So we're gonna see. But it's been I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it. But yeah, um oh blue eye samurai, hands down on the best show. It was it was to me perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Perfect television. Good, good, good for you, Netflix. And I like uh, all kinds of stuff, but that it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. It was good stuff. And I'm keeping all my uh, Abbott Elementaries. I, I save them up for like the first couple of episodes and watch them together because it makes me so happy. This this first episode back, it's so good. I love how they explain the strike. Oh, okay. it's so funny. It's so okay. good. It's I'm a excited. super episode. It's 44 minutes. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna love it. And I like I loved it when it was I could watch I could watch Abbott, I could watch Grand Crew, and then what was Phoebe's show? Um it was on Hulu and she she was a podcaster and she kept her oh that shit was so funny to me. That's so like it's so many good black shows. They have just it's they just gone. They gone. I'm sh- I'm still trying to remember what she was talking about. Um yeah, I don't she's know a pod- Phoebe is. Uh-huh. She's uh she Phoebe um she was one of the other uh, black uh, two black chicks. Yeah. Oh, 
And she oh. she was a podcaster, and then it was her and her brother was running for office, and they lived in New York. Oh, I, I didn't see that like show a couple then. of episodes of that. I didn't see. It, it was cute. Keep watching. It was it was cute. It was cute. It made you. It make you smile. Make you smile. All right, y'all. That's all I got. So, Mister and Mrs. Smith, we'll talk about later um, after everybody finish. You know, finishes watching it. I don't really know how I how to feel about it. Um, but it's interesting. It's interesting what? TV. Oh wow! Okay, you don't you don't think it's interesting? I, I'll say this: I wasn't asking for it, but I was delightfully pleased with it. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but I, it's I not a Glover, like, so well, yeah, the Glover is going to be a little weird. It's going to be weird, and they know how to write. Right, I love to see a black man say the word delightfully. So I appreciate that, Marcus. <laughs> it, just, it just does something to me. What do you put that on a t-shirt? Like for real, for real. That, that let me say delightfully. <laughs> <laughs> delightful, and I and it because I was wanting Phoebe to be Phoebe. Phoebe Waller Bridge was going to be the Jane, and she dropped out. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm, it, it's been interesting. Oh, but I like yeah. Ik, 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 whatever her name is. Ika, Eka, whatever her name is. Oh yeah, she's doing the she's doing phenomenal, and I hadn't seen her in a while. Um, uh, Maya, Maya, um, uh, Erskine. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen her in anything. This is my first time, but I like I like her. Girl, please like go watch. It's called, it's called Pin Fifty Pin Fifty Pin Fifteen on Hulu. They she plays a teenager. It the shit is so funny. You would. It's in the nineties. You'll scream laughing. It is so funny. So I've only seen her in comedy. So this was kind of. It was very different. But it was. I'm. I'm enjoying it. I finished. I finished up this season. So we'll talk about that next time once we can. We can watch it. Interesting. So the, the Glovers know. The Glovers know how to write. No, the the um, Mr. Mrs. Smith. Oh, okay. But now the '90s one, you're gonna laugh. It's ridiculous. It was. Just, it, it, it's gonna remind you of being in middle school because the girls are in middle school, and it is the funniest Ooh. thing. I hate it. Middle school. <laughs> oh well, never mind. Don't watch. It's gonna be trauma. Don't watch. It's trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch. All right, that's all I got, y'all. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. I'm yes. So Talking shit. Yay! Quick question: <laughs> Did anybody else besides me watch the movie? 40 years of shit. A version? version, um, (laughs) My 40-year version. Not version, but like V-E-R-S-S. I didn't watch it. Was it on Netflix? It was on Netflix. Uh Uh-uh, I didn't Mm -mm. watch it. Wow, what's going on? What happened? I just, um, it's it's satire, kind of like, and kind of like the same subject as American Fiction, but, um, I was just wanting to remember to bring that up, but it was hilarious as hell. I was gonna say that was a criminally slept on movie. I think mm-hmm. it's still on Netflix. Check so, out. People had nothing but good things to say. I've never heard anybody say anything was, negative about it. It was really good. Yeah, y'all check that out too. So, American Fiction, Bamboozle, Forty Year Version, all kind of. You talk about like the movie with Steve Carell? No, version, no, version, My version, not virgin. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Yes. All right. The movie right. was Stephen Carell tackles racial inequality <laughs> in art. <laughs> oh God. Oh goodness. Um. What else? Oh, uh, next time we need to talk about. We did not get a chance to talk about uh, Mimi being the number one critic in Black America. <laughs> I am not the number one critic. No. Uh. Uh. 
that's that's a new venture i'm I'm trying um in the process of like being an official like film critic where i write little stuff i write shit anyway so i might as well like try to sign up for it so but is it it's a process that you have to like you have to apply and like what do you have to do to to be it it's not you just can't say i'm a critic no you have to like you have to write like you can be like a full-time, what I think is what they call it, like a full-time critic where you have to dedicate or commit to um, reviewing and writing published articles for at least 12 films, I think, a year. It might be more right. than that. And then okay. you can, and but you pay dues and stuff, but you have to write so much. And then another time, I mean, an, an, another tier is, I think, like six films a year or something. And then, so that's that tier. So and then do you get like it's like basically you're a certified critic in this genre or just period if you do if you decide to do it just like this is specifically for black um well I won't say specifically for black but it's a black organization mm-hmm. so it's like black film critics so oh okay yeah nice okay so they're different I didn't realize there were different types of critic or like I guess it's kind of like associations then yeah okay yeah so all of that. Okay. What made you want to, you said you are, you already wrote stuff. We already knew that. So you did this. Are you enjoying the process so far? I mean, yeah, I just got to make sure that I'm able to commit to (laughs) (laughs) writing like the six or whatever I got to write every, each year. But I was just saying like, I just feel like I talk shit about, I'm not talk shit, but I talk about films often whether I'm just Mm -hmm. writing a very long winded Facebook post. (laughs) <laughs> or yeah. if I write on medium or whatever. So I just, it's the same thing. So. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. And, well, I, I'm excited. and I, I guess I wanted to shout you out because I've been seeing the uh, social media content you've been putting on threads and Instagram. And like I said, I know that's not your niche, but like, I see you and I appreciate it. I see you on Instagram, but I don't know what, I don't have threads though, but I'll get it. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I don't post a ton on threads, but it's the same <laughs> stuff kind of. I'll just oh. carry over they are they are married together. Threads and we gotta okay. we gotta get your YouTube channel. Man, y'all know good well I hate she being. She keeps saying of her introvert yourself, as she said, doesn't <laughs> want to do that. I know he's trying to put me in front of more cameras. If I could bury myself behind some hat, a wig, or glasses <laughs> to do all these videos, believe me, I would. No, you need to be front and center because you have books to sell. That's that's the only reason I'm making videos. It's because they say you need to be on TikTok and you need to make reels. And I'm like, for real? They like, yes. So Yeah. Yeah. That is true. We go that we go true. make you a uh Stagar Lee. You're gonna be on Stagar Lee. Oh, don't make me Stagar Lee now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that one. <laughs> the cop shoot me down at the end of the film. Oh God, please. <laughs> But that was a perfect ending, though. I was like, yeah, this is a perfect ending. It's a perfect right. ending. Sorry. I hate, I hate to say it, but yeah, this makes it. This checks. That's, <laughs> Check, that should have been the ending. That just ends. <laughs> like, yep, this, this checks off. <laughs> makes sense. This is America. Right. This is what we expected. <laughs> oh, oh, my so. God. That's funny. 
Well, okay, guys, that's all I got. Thank you so much. I miss y'all. I'm happy to be back with you. I hope that we can do this more regularly, getting back into our groove as we, I know that the, I feel like it's going to be a, I feel like the the movie industry is really trying to get back into its groove um, to get people back to the theater. So I hope it does. And then we'll have to figure out a way to watch TV, like an old lady like me, just write it down, I guess. At this point, <laughs> I've got, I've gone to Letterboxd. I'm like, okay, I'll set up a Letterboxd account so I can just record everything I'm watching and where it is because I cannot keep up. It's, just, it's physically impossible with all these different apps. Um, so please, guys, check out, um, check us out on all the social media, uh, all the social platforms. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Please check us out. Um, you can listen to us on any of the main podcast platforms. So um, if you do listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a review and uh, let us know how we're doing so that we can be um, more visible on that platform. But you can catch us out anywhere. And we want to thank you and enjoy being back with you. Bye. 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 Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>